Thank you for listening to the Use Your Words podcast. Please check out our website at www.useyourwords.cc. Also check us out on Twitter and Facebook at Use Your Words Podcast, as well as email us at uywords at gmail.com. This episode was recorded on April 4th, 2020. So some of the data is out of date. I just want to make that known that this data was known to be shifting rapidly and quickly from when we recorded this, but we felt it was still important to record and talk about it. Also, you'll hear, for whatever reason, the guys did not tell me that my amp was on a little too high, so that's why I sound a little distorted, but that's okay. We decided to release it anyway. Also, whose message of hope at the end do you think is most inspiring? Let us know on Facebook, Twitter, or email. And leave us a rating and a comment over on iTunes or wherever you can leave ratings for your device. With that being said, let's get on with the show. I see Billy. <laughs> leave Billy alone! <laughs> oh, beautiful. Ah! You, know, you know what I what I what he says that I, I have you ever seen uh, that YouTube video, Leave Brittany alone! Leave Brittany alone! <laughs> That's what I imagine right now. Oh of him saying leave Billy alone. <laughs> Uh, we just need him uh, in some crying and in some mascara. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> that whole the mascara part won't happen again. Again? <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a few times you've used it, isn't there? Okay, yes. Always the okay, yes at the end. <laughs> That's my favorite part of it, I will admit. That, that admission of defeat. <laughs> And okay, you caught me. This isn't the first one so, we talked about mascara either today. <laughs> no. So uh, just to set the record straight, today is April 4th, 2020, uh, when we're recording this. So yeah. obviously anything that we talk about now is current as of now. Uh, whenever this gets episodes gets released, things may have changed in the world. At this point, there may be zombies roaming around the world, <gasps> slowly eating off our brains. We don't know. But what we are going to talk about is the wonderful thing that is on the news that has been on every Monday edition for the past three weeks that has crept its way into the Wednesday edition the past couple of weeks as well, which is the wonderful coronavirus that is ravaging the world, killing thousands and making people sick. I think we're over a million infected at this point. Oh, I think. Yeah, I believe oh, yeah. so. I believe Worldwide. Really. Yeah. We are. So, so, uh, so we're going to... Start this uh, with me saying this. First off, Josh was was right. I was wrong on this. Josh was like, oh, Wisconsin's going to lock down soon. Da, 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 da. And I was like, yeah, I don't think so. I was wrong. Fear definitely won out in the day and <laughs> caused well, the lockdown. I will say <laughs> I did, in a sense, have a little help. So I knew it was coming. Yeah, as I say, I had because we we get updates uh, for work and that from the government, and we weren't getting heads up on that, and we were being told no, and well, I mean, all that fun stuff. I was saying you had Tony Evers on Friday before he announced, hey, you know, Wednesday we're going to do this. Um, you know, he announced Friday, Wisconsin's not going to do anything like that, or so. So but he contradicted we, himself uh, right there. But then again, in this kind of situation, you can't blame somebody for contradicting themselves. Uh, depends who you ask on that. Uh, certain yeah. people are definitely uh, 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 not certain people. Certain news organizations are definitely taking advantage of that factor. 
in that. So oh, my, sure. no, my one coworker believes that what they're going to do is they're going to declare a national shutdown where all states will have to abide by this regardless. And they're going to reannounce it every 30 days because the public will flip and freak if they're told they have to be locked down for four months. But instead, if you redo it every 30 days and say, hey, guys, sorry, we're going to have to do it again. We want to do it again. We want to make sure. He thinks that's what the government's planning. But he, to me, is not a reliable source. So uh, a Harvard study recently came out and they essentially said, we're going to have to do this for two years, basically month on month off. So Harvard's even saying that now at this point. Oh, boy. Uh, because and and, I, and again, like I said, everything as of this time, it's 4-4-2020. Uh, so, you know, at this point, I, I'm looking, I'm like, yeah, we keep doing that. And we're going to as bad as it sounds, we're going to we're going to kill more people doing it that way because we're going to stop that herd immunity from building up, honestly. Um, yes, we're going to have a lot more people sick and you got to balance that out. And it's kind of hard to do that. You know, because, you know, 80 percent of the people who get it have very mild symptoms. Forty percent of the people get it have no symptoms. So how do we balance that out? It's going to be interesting to watch as the government tries to do this. Um, And hopefully this is where the um, the very conservative side of me comes out. And that is that they don't try to keep some of this around longer than they need to for the coronavirus, that it's not something of, oh, looky. We can uh, control the people now. I don't think that's necessarily in anyone's plans, and I hope it doesn't. Stay, right. It doesn't end up to their plans, but that's always that kind of that worry that I have personally. Um, you look down in uh, Kentucky, where if they're like, we want you to quarantine, you know, because maybe for whatever reason they they talk to a person and said we want you to quarantine. The person's like, I'm not sick. I've never been around people that. Um, you know, had COVID or whatever. They're like, I'm, I'm not a high risk factor. And they're like, government goes, we don't care. Ankle monitor. And they ankle monitor the person to track them. You have Facebook and Google handing over personal data, location data to various agencies and government to track people's movements during this time. That's crazy. You know, it's a little, I look at it this way. Direct, some draconian, some measures should be, you know, th- done. You know, should we th- be like, hey, guess what? If you're, especially if you're sick in that, isolated home, yes. Especially if you're sick. Uh, if you're of, uh, you know, an older person, you know, that maybe is more susceptible to di- disease, should you probably shelter at home? Probably if you want to live over the next year, you know, probably, unless, you know, whatever. Um, you know, but. To go full draconian, I think, is going to be a little hard, and that's going to be a little hard for people to swallow. And at the same time, too, we'll, we'll see what happens, because as more and more of the deaths are coming out, it's, it's showing that either these people are dying and we haven't been able to do autopsies on them, or the virus could be getting stronger. But there are more deaths are starting to be the younger populations, 40s and 30s and 20s. Um, and, uh, you know, there's it's somebody we know who knows somebody who's not that far off. So if I, if I had my mother tell you how we know this person, we haven't, we haven't been around him. I don't think I've ever met the kid, but he has COVID-19 and he has it very, very bad. Um, and so, 
Yeah, we'll see. I I I have a feeling that the younger generation is going to get smacked real hard because if this thing can lie dormant in someone's body longer than two weeks, it can slowly eat away at the immune system, and then boom, there it is, and boom, there they are on the sidewalk, dead. Yeah, and, and let's let's keep in in perspective here again. It's only twenty percent of people get infected have serious complications when i say serious more than just you know that needs medical care beyond just go home lay down you know take a fever reducer well i mean whether that be whether that be icu hospital net so uh, you know it's not we're not saying 100 percent people that catch this are gonna die we're yeah we're we're saying 20 percent of people who catch this are going to need more than just your basic medical care you know of go home you know 20% 20% are going to need the whole, you're going to need a respirator, blah, 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 blah. So I, I'm not downplaying it in that regard, but I also don't think we should be, uh, whatchamacallit, like, so worried that the world stops with everything you, because of fear. Not because of trying to stop it from spreading, but because of fear. And when you hear these stories of, um, that, what was it? My mom was telling me a story yesterday. And the husband had got Corona, uh, COVID-19, and the hospital would not check him. But he had all the symptoms, and he became extremely, extremely, extremely ill to the point where he couldn't get out of bed. That's how weak he was. That's how uh, just fatigued he was. And they said, that's it. We got to get you to the hospital. And this, I thought, was really sad. Um, They dropped him off at the gate. You know, the the door of the hospital. By the time they got the car parked and they were on their way back to the door, the hospital was locked down and he had died shortly later. Mm. Um, So I can definitely see people seeing that and freaking out and going, oh, no, that could be me, you know, or that could be somebody I know. Um, But. When you look at the amount of people that live in the U.S., just we're just going off the U.S. and based on our numbers. A lot of people also need to realize we, as much as we are the considered the epicenter because of how many cases we have, these are reported cases. There are a lot of countries that probably, in fact, are not doing as much testing as us, regardless of what different politicians claim and say. We are doing a lot of testing, and we are actually backlogged on our testing. You know, there are still plenty of testing we have to do with the samples that we have yet um so uh, it's just people are gonna get sick but mostly everybody's gonna live sorry i had to mute myself for a second then my dog was coughing uh he has a corona uh (laughs) but uh but as far as the testing backlog goes uh most of that backlog is actually at the cdc uh private labs in that they are able to turn around stuff in about 24 hours or less. And now we have that new 15-minute test, which is good. And actually, I, I was reading there's a new uh, two-minute test out there now, which wow. beats the 15-minute test even more. So we got more and more tests coming out, uh, private sector doing their job on being able to test for these proteins. Of course, in the private sector is doing a lot to innovate on various things. Now, some of the private sector is acting in uh, very bad ways and then the president has invoked the defense production act on them uh for example gm uh they 
kind of refused to make ventilators at first. They kind of had to be forced into it because they wanted more money than what the government was willing to pay for them. So the government said, screw you. Guess what? You're going to make them. Defense Production Act. And yeah, uh, 3M recently was caught uh, producing masks in the U.S. and then shipping them overseas. And they were like, nope, screw you. And uh, you have to keep those masks here now, which I find funny because when I say funny, I find, you know, use your definition of funny as you will. when China did the same thing, people were all up in arms and upset about it. But when we do it, all of a sudden it's national pride. And I just find it <laughs> interesting that, you know, these same people who are like, let's be international and hug one another are like, no, country first, USA first. Oh, wait, we sound like Trump. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I, 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 did you see the response that um, they had for doing that? Which one? The GM one or the 3M one? 3M. Or the China one? Uh, no, I didn't see the full all the they responses. Were, they were saying they were giving a warning to the president stating that if you keep us from shipping to Canada and Mexico, you will have less to your availability than you would if you allowed us. I'm thinking to myself, they can mass produce the same amount of mass as if they were selling to those two countries. That has nothing to do with it. You know, it was kind of like a scare tactic, kind of like, a, hey, you, you you restrict us. This is what we can't do. But at the same time, too, I mean, it's like, well, hey, if they're a big supplier for Canada, I mean, why not? What they're, probably, what they're probably getting at is you restrict us from shipping to Canada. Fine. We'll make our masks outside the U.S. instead of inside the U.S. That's probably what they're trying to get at, because they do have manufacturing plants across the world. Mm hmm. So they don't have to make just stuff in the U.S. So that's probably kind of what they were getting at there with that. And, you know, they can they can add all their uh, threats and all that they want. But we'll see what happens. And uh, again, it's 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 interesting to watch. Mm -hmm. Um, But but you see this stuff going on in the news and you wonder, like, how all this stuff is happening. And I think we even alluded to this earlier. You know, the news just constantly reports bad, 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 everything bad. Um, I I remember back when before the FDA approved it for emergency use, um, back when Trump was talking about chloroquine and all that. Remember that? Mm -mm. Josh, no. You don't remember that because you don't remember the news that broke about uh, this couple that, oh, Trump said chloroquine will cure Corona and they drank koi fish pond cleaner and the husband died and the wife was critically ill. Oh, I remember that. Okay. So, you know, that, that, that's the, the narrative that's popped all over news and everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, Trump was saying, and this is before FD, he's like, we're looking into chloroquine, you know, uh, they've used over in France. It's, you know, it's had some, uh, some, some, some potential out there. And then this popped in the news woman and her husband drank fish cleaner that has chloroquine in it, has chloroquine in it as the active ingredient. There's other stuff in there and the husband died and she lived. Well, some journalists did some investigation. Turns out, so in the interview, she's like, don't listen to what Trump says. He's a liar, you know, and, and they touted her as a Trump supporter in the news. Turns out, nope, she's a Democratic supporter, <laughs> donator, hates Trump, and 
some other things. And there's some conspiracy theories about her, you know, because they're like, oh, she was wanting to divorce her husband for a long time. And all of a sudden he's dead. And I'm not going to buy into the conspiracy theories, but I find it interesting that no one ever brought it up that she was a Democrat donator. They were all like, nope, she's a Trump lover. And look what happens when a Trump supporter does what Trump says. They die. It was hmm. interesting to watch the yeah. news. Aye, aye, aye. So you have, even in this time of Corona, you know, a, this political divide over who you believe and who you like and everything influencing the world. I mean, you have uh, Dr. Fauci, who's the doctor that's on the Corona task force that uh, is advising them and everything. You, you know who Dr. Fauci is? Yes. Yep. No. Yeah. Okay. It, people don't like him so much. So they're sending him death threats. He has to now have security 24 seven. Wow. That's crazy. You know, there's conspiracy theories out there saying, you know, about him and how he's trying to take over the U S and I don't think any of those are true to be, to be blunt. And, you know, and he has been on CNN. Uh, I saw this headline yesterday. He was on CNN and he, they were, I haven't read the article and I haven't watched interviews. So I'm going off of what, these articles were saying and these articles are saying that he was asking why the u.s hasn't been put on national lockdown yet instead of leaving hmm. it up to state by state with the governors hmm. so you got all that going on and it's just like oh corona yay corona um it, and my thing is you know whenever we release people back into the world after this lockdown we're going to see another rise of the corona surge again oh yeah that's, that's, go, go ahead. ahead go on and say that's 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 going to happen and china's already seeing that well and latest reports are coming out and nothing is confirmed it's this is the best that they can uh, you know their theories but some of the, the things that are coming out is potentially up to up to I'm not saying it is, but up to 16 times more impacted in China than was reported. Oh, I mean, let's let's face it. When you have over a billion people and only 80,000 people get it and 2,800, 3,000 die, I'm sorry, but I cannot believe that. I can't believe it at all. Yeah, because we're... We're at over double what China has officially reported for deaths yeah. in the U.S. Now, most of that is in the in uh, New York. And mm. I think one of the things we're going to learn coming out of this is that we can't have cities like New York. Where everybody is literally on top of each other. Yeah, right. The population density of New York is ridiculous it is so much i mean most of our cases over half of our cases and over half of our deaths are in new york city alone so we got this uh going on over there and i think we're gonna learn that we can't do that anymore we can't have cities like this and if we do have cities that are this dense then they need to stockpile and keep supplies on hand for another thing like this to happen because <clears throat> we're going to have another novel virus at some point in the future. We're n- not going to have um, 
So we're not we're going to have another novel virus at some point. It's not a matter of if it's a matter of when. when. And yeah. And the thing about novel viruses is we don't have immunity to it. We don't have herd immunity. It's uh, it's going to be a little crazy, you know, and as much as we don't like what's happening now, it's, it's it'll probably get worse. We got lucky with this one. This one has a relatively low mortality rate. If this had mortality rate anywhere close to like swine flu or any, or SARS V1 or MRSA, MERS, whatever that is, um, we wouldn't be talking a few thousand dead. We'd be talking a couple million dead at this point. That's crazy. What are your thoughts on this, Johnson? Oh, I'm just waiting for summer to come and then for it all to die down. (laughs) Yeah, good luck on that one. Yeah, Yeah, no. Uh, uh, I'm, well, I don't know who really isn't. I was to say I'm an essential worker um with making straps for medical companies and stuff like that. Uh so we've taken steps to I guess uh make sure we don't either s- spread stuff or get it at work. But it just seems so I don't know. It's like pretty much we're Gonna social distance as much as we can in the workplace, and then we have masks that we wear. But it's like, mm-hmm. is that really gonna stop much? To be honest, if someone were to get sick, would we still be okay? Well, or it depends on well, two things. It depends on the type of mask, and also if it's worn right. If it's uh, N95 mask, that's gonna filter out the particles. Okay, mm-hmm. but if a mask is worn right, even like a surgical mask, or even if you wrap like a scarf around your mouth. If yeah. let's say you you got sick, let's say you got sick, right? Yeah. That mask, that surgical mask, would at least stop the droplets from going out of your mouth. So therefore, yeah. the hope is then you wouldn't get others sick. Yes, but so I, I don't know. I'm just thinking, like, if I okay, geez, Louise, um. Like, let's say I get stuff on my hands and start Uh working with stuff, and then somebody else starts working with the stuff I just was working with. Well, that's why they also said, wash your hands, don't touch your face. Yeah. So, as I I scratch my nose. Yeah. (laughs) Man, so I was wearing one of the masks that was given to us, and I don't know how old these things were. But oh boy, I started like when I uh, exhaled, just a bunch of like crap flew into my eyes, and immediately, I mean, it's just my normal response was to start rubbing my eyes. And yep. So I was just like, man, I was like, if one of us gets sick, we're screwed. <laughs> it's just, just not gonna end well. <laughs> so I don't know. I I can see how it can help and that's good and we need to take i guess you know need to do certain things to try and control it and kill it down but i don't know i i just feel like for the people that aren't going to take it seriously are going to be the ones to ruin it for everybody like we have like we talked about in an earlier episode with the guy 
coughing and licking grocery products in a store. Yep. And, and then, he did it all for the social media fame. That's so stupid. And then there's like Corona parties where people are apparently going to try and get coronavirus. And like, why? I Welcome to the downfall of humanity. Yeah. So it's just like stuff like that is just so aggravating like for the people that actually want to try and be safe may get screwed over because they have butt nuggets out there that want to try and ruin it and get people sick because it's funny it's all a big joke yeah I don't know that stuff is aggravating so what I find interesting with this whole corona thing you know we have various you have various companies doing things that they normally would not do and it makes me wonder if he thinks now sharing a little inside baseball here with my company so i work for a nonprofit health organization and this was interesting in the way that some people think and i and i had to question this uh so what we have is we have uh, right now for this current thing about once a week we have a virtual town hall where people can watch the leadership and be inspired by the leadership yay and i find it interesting that one of the questions not asked by leadership asked by a fellow employee of mine and i don't know what sector if they're a nurse a doctor finance whatever but they're like is this going to impact our finances for the company? And is this going to impact my uh, new bonus thing that I might get? And I was like, seriously, that's the thing you're concerned about these days. <laughs> right. You know, so I just sit there. I'm like, what the heck going on now? At the same time, I understand, you know, well, they might ask that, but right now is not the time. Just like when we talked about, you know, after the death of someone, immediately after that is not the time when you start bringing out all the bad stuff right now. It's not the time to be asking about that asset in the future. Be happy. You're still employed, you know, because right. the, mm-hmm. the unemployment rate right now is skyrocketing. It is high, mm-hmm. just higher than it has ever been. And I don't know how our system is going to be able to support, Support that necessarily. Yes, I know it was passed under a two trillion plus dollar plan uh, to provide unemployed people with like four months or something like that worth of wages. Yeah, but that is a lot of money that we're borrowing against. You know, we're, the U.S. is already in debt quite a bit already. Right, that's uh-huh. you know trillions, and we just added two trillion more on, and they're already talking about the next round of stuff. Now, you two, um, you're going to get the full check amount. Congratulations. You both are going to get like $1,200. Wait. Really? Yeah. Me? Really? You make under 75K, right? You're, make, you're getting it. No. I said under. No, I don't. You make more than 75000 a year. Yeah, bro. He just spends it all. That's why. As a Velpert. Yeah, I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, no, I do not at all. <laughs> so, so, so you know, and, and that's fine. You, you Both of you are going to begin that $1,200 payment check. What, um, since, I mean, but, uh, so I'm going to be getting, even though I'm living at home with mom and pop? 
Yeah. All right. I know what I'm buying. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so congratulations, Josh. Congratulations, mm-hmm. Amy. You both got 1,200. Since you're not filing jointly yet, you both get that. Um, wait, what happens when we file? Wait, so that'd be next year that we would file jointly. Right, after you're married. Ooh. So there you go. There's extra money for a cruise you can't take. Ha! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, right now, you do not want to be booking or taking a cruise. I mean, you see all those cruise ships down in Florida where right. they're begging Florida to let them in. They're finally being allowed to dock in Florida. But I mean, <laughs> they imagine are. Imagine being on a cruise ship for three weeks. Imagine being on a cruise ship for three weeks, sick and almost dying. Yep, that sounds great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know. That's what I, was, I wasn't saying I got this. Yeah. Huh? Like- because I, uh, you get something as simple as like, you know, the was a rhinovirus or whatever, you know, the stomach bug or whatever that goes around and cruise ships. You hear that once in a while. Nope. And then you have this. Woo. I would take the stomach issues over this any day. I've never heard of the rhino. Oh, yeah. I forgot what exactly. It's, I thought it was like rhino or something like that. I don't know. It's like a stomach disease. Yeah. So again, yeah. I've never been on a cruise. So. And you hear about once in a while. It's not like. Every week you hear about a new cruise ship that has an outbreak of this. It's just, it's once in a while. But when you hear about it, I, it spreads throughout the entire ship really quickly. Mm. <laughs> you know, um, th- this would, I don't, this stuff wouldn't spread as fast as that, but it would still spread relatively quickly. It spreads faster than the flu. So, you know, it is more virulent than the flu. It is more deadly than the flu. And people, you know, who compare it to the flu aren't looking at the long-term ramifications of this that being said you know they're already saying this fall we're going to have another um outbreak of this great yeah Uh, geez so they're already they're already prepping us um fauci and them have already been saying that they're expecting to see another outbreak of this in the fall that will correlate with the flu outbreak as we always see Mm, and this is going to be the same truth that we're going to see until a vaccine is fully developed and that's going to be at least 18 months out. So welcome to your new normal for 18 months. Hmm. <sighs> I'm excited. <laughs> well, so for that- like, for like someone like me or like Aaron, who's an essential worker or Josh, who's an essential worker, you have a job. Okay. Yes, that's fine. But you have all these people who own small businesses that are being told you cannot do this anymore. Mm-hmm. You have, these restaurants that are going to be hurting, even if you do carry out, which I do, and that, you know, they're still going to be hurting because they can't serve necessarily as many people because some people are not going to come in at all, period. They're not going to go out at all. Right. You're going to have all these people who, well, like anyone who was like a beautician, so like cut your people's hair, did people's nails, do all those things. Mm-hmm. They're out of work. Yep. Yeah, uh, in the states where um, the lockdown's occurring, and then so you're going to have that spread happen Uh, because what's going to happen is those people who don't have jobs, they're going to probably travel to places where they're not locked down. And hello, spread. You know, you have Rhode Island over there. Do you know what's going on in Rhode Island? Both of you. Nope. They are going door to door if they see a New York license plate and saying you have to quarantine in this house for 14 days. Oh wow. I, you know, 
they were uh, stopping people at the border from New York, but then the ACLU in New York threatened to sue Rhode Island because they were targeting New Yorkers because let's be honest here. There's a high correlation, a high chance of having the infection if you're from New York and they're like, you're, you're discriminating against New Yorkers. So they they, they threatened to sue. So Rhode Island said, fine, if you're not a Rhode Islander, we're going to stop you and we're going to make you quarantine. (laughs) (laughs) I did hear about Trump talking about stopping domestic travel from like hot points and stuff like that. But I don't know what's going on with all that yet. Yeah. I Let's just go ahead and nuke New York at that point, then. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm kidding. Um, So let's not nuke any cities. But I mean, you got New York and uh, I'm waiting for them to say Chicago's the next hotspot. I'm surprised they haven't. Milwaukee is slowly developing into it. And it's interesting if you read the news. They this was a news article a couple days ago. It was put up by WISN 12, I believe as well as Fox 6, people were going around the northern neighborhoods of Milwaukee telling people, please, please, please do not go out. I find it funny that they were sending officials to all the houses in the north part of Milwaukee saying, please, please do not go out, you know, sending someone door to door. But (laughs) right now, what was quickly pointed out in those news articles, uh, northern Milwaukee is... um, predominantly black mm-hmm. and so people were getting all upset and saying it was racist oh my gosh of course i, I can i can see why but so i, I no i get what i get it why you know because for predominantly black and that but i'm like can we for one minute here stop with identity politics and say we got an issue it's an outbreak in this area just because blah live here doesn't mean it's a blah disease just because this disease originated in China doesn't mean every Chinese person in the world carries the disease. Right. Just because, you know, people that happen to live in maybe poor areas happen, poorer areas ha- may happen to be black, doesn't mean that black people are disgusting or dirty or that they spread the disease more. It doesn't right. mean any of that. It just means this is where it is. We now know where it is. We now can contain it, hopefully, if we address it soon enough. But mm-hmm. if we bring identity politics into it and we go, oh, you can't do that. You can't discriminate. I, um, you know, I, it's funny how you mentioned that because where I work, there is um, it's, it's, it's a, a poor income area. And we've been seeing you know, young kids... Uh, young of the point to where they shouldn't even be going out, you know. I mean, you're talking like middle schoolers are getting together and hanging out, and you got teenagers getting together and hanging out, and they're all hanging in groups and they're traveling all over the area and stuff. And it's just like I, I, I can see where some of that can stem from the fact that being lower income, they don't have as much to do. Um, or as much, um, um, as, how, how should I put it? They have less, less objects that they can use at their disposal. So more of their objects that they do use is their, their, their form of entertainment is hanging out with people. So I can see how that can be very challenging for them, especially if, um, 
both their parents are working or if both their parents aren't working and they had to get rid of some luxuries or something. Um, so I can see that, but yeah, I mean, come on, just, just stay home. I mean, it's that simple. Just stay home. You're not immune. You know, people are dying that, you know, seem completely, completely healthy. You know, it's just, just stay home. You, you don't hurt anybody. And, and the, I guess the question is that we always kind of have to bounce out, you know, with all this is, you know, yeah, we got to stay home, but some of the Facebook groups I'm in that deal with mental health and other things, unfortunately, Ooh. because of this, you know, we're seeing, we're seeing, uh, you know, this <clears throat> thing of, you know, you see all these, these, uh, I guess memes or whatever. Oh, look, this is what introverts have been training for their whole lives. This is what gamers have been trained for their whole lives. Blah, 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 blah. Right. Mm-hmm. But we're seeing this sharp rise actually in um, people with mental health issues going into a little more crisis mode because they don't have any way to connect. And the amount of anxiety that's being just presented out there in the media, and it is you turn on the, you turn on the news or you open your Facebook feed or whatever. The only thing you see is another person died, another person infected, another person died, another person infected. That's it. You know? Yeah. Pretty much. And especially those who have issues with anxiety. I mean, they are freaking out. Skyrocket. Yep. And so there is a fear amongst some people, um, especially those, who, you know, that some of the more people that deal with um, mentally ill people that there may be at one point a rash of suicides coming up, especially as we have unemployment so high. People haven't received, aren't receiving money necessarily to, um, be able to pay for stuff like rent. Mm-hmm. So what, what are they going to do with the homelessness? I, the uh, eviction notices was only the, excuse me, the eviction. I don't know what you want, where they're stopping for um, evictions is only for if you own the property, not if you're renting. So wow. yeah, if you own a house, you can't be evicted for a while, but if you're renting an apartment then you don't pay, bye-bye sucks to be you. You know, my apartment complex, they, they posted a notice saying on every door, they posted a note saying, we'll work with you and we might waive the late fee if we believe the um, documentation that you provide that says that you were laid off. Oh. And it's up to our discretion if we'll, we'll waive the late fee. But they go, but you must still pay. And if you don't, you'll be evicted. Dang. Dang. You know, so you're going to have these people who are, are going to be looking down the barrel and they might not have a support group. They might not have a way to be able to, uh, you know, work through this issue properly. You know, if their anxiety hits real bad and they're looking at, I have no money, I have no place to live. What's going on? Oh. And unfortunately, and I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong on this statistic. I hope I'm wrong on this data. But we may see more people die due to suicide over this than the actual virus. Oh, my gosh. And that's where I hope I'm wrong. (laughs) I hope you're wrong, too, Paul. Because what we saw during, like, the Great Depression and that, we saw a large spike due to financial issues of suicide in that. Yeah. So... Well, in the, uh, we're talking we're talking six million plus people who filed for unemployment last week. 
That's the most who have ever filed for unemployment ever in a week. Wow. That's crazy. So we're not talking just minor financial impact. We're talking large financial impact, which is going to ripple through. Right. You have people talking about um, what they're calling a rent strike. So essentially all these people banding together and saying, we're not going to pay our rent. Yep. They don't pay their rent, which means the landlord won't be able to pay their mortgage, which means they can't also pay their staff that they employ, which means those people are fired, which means they have to go on unemployment and can't pay their mortgage or their rent. It's just a huge chain effect. Yeah. So uh, this again, this is April 4th. We may see the ramifications of that in the next couple of weeks, to be honest. So by the time this episode is out, we might be in the middle of the ramifications of what are we doing now that people aren't unable to pay their rent. Right. Oh, I hope, man. This is going to suck. So, and something that popped up my screen, I haven't had a chance to uh, confirm it yet. So, you know, over in New York, they sent the, was it the ship Mercy? Hospital ship Mercy? Yep. And then Comfort was sent to uh, LA. Yeah. So, yeah. So th- the Mercy, and I just confirmed it here just now. <clears throat> so Mercy was sent to New York, and that was supposed to be a place where non corona patients would go to try to isolate them away. You know, the sick who need hospital beds for whatever, you know, whatever it may be, but not corona related. Yeah. Well, thank you, bureaucrats. They sent um, some Corona patients there by accident. Huh. They were there overnight before anyone realized it. Oh, no. So Mercy, which was supposed to be like kind of Corona free, will now be Corona. Well, I don't know what they're going to do now with it. You know, you know, did they figure it out? Whereas now, as far as I'm aware, uh, that didn't have a ton of patients on there yet. So they might, it might be, you know, such a low number of patients that they can, you know, recover from it, you know, quarantine that area and clean it and disinfect. But you never know. So right. Yep. I guess we'll see. Uh, you know, that, that just broke three hours ago that that happened overnight last night. So four, three about, into four, four. Did you hear about the guy that tried to rent? Uh, taking the train into the uh, the ship. Oh yeah, that was all over the news as well. Yep. Man. So there's going to be some crazy going on. Yeah, a lot of it. You know, and you know, we're we're telling everyone, you know, stay home, stay home, stay home. And that's fine and all. You know, right now in the U.S. You know, we have a lot, even if you have a poor person, you know, they're a lot richer than a lot of places in the world. They typically have Internet. And actually, a lot of Internet companies that are offering free Internet service, especially if you have kids who need to do um, educational Mm -hmm. work online. So, you know, that that is a good thing. Again, makes me question why the charges are so high. Why I'm paying one hundred fifty dollars a month. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yay. (laughs) <laughs> just prove that you're a student you'll get two months free yeah good luck on that one <laughs> but where i was going with this is you know there's a lot of things going on 
over in Europe, they're actually cutting back the quality of video by default. So YouTube, um, Netflix, Hulu, all those places that offer video over in Europe are scaling the video back down by default to like 480p. And YouTube has said they're going to start doing that here in the U.S. as well because mm-hmm. of the impact on the network that they're seeing in the Internet. Now, we're not nearly as hammered as like Europe, but it's still getting pretty bad. And if you look at our services that we use, you know, like right now we're doing this online. That's going to be a lot of extra bandwidth. A lot of extra people are doing this. You know, Microsoft, their their online services, Office 365, they've seen a 775% increase in the usage of their online services Ooh. since the coronavirus. Jeez. Oh. So we're not talking just, you know, minuscule amounts. We're talking gargantuan increases. And to Microsoft's credit, you know, they're saying, hey, even we can't keep up with some of this. So until this is done, we're turning these things off. Gotta do what you gotta do. You know, and, and they're trying to turn off as little impactful things as possible, you know, trying to say, da, 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 you know, down, 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 down. Yeah. So they're trying, you know, Microsoft's trying. Every, every, every company is trying to do what they can. They're trying to do the best that they can. No one's going to get it perfect. <laughs> oh, hush, buddy. <laughs> he said it. But, and, you know, and I'm glad all these companies are doing what they're doing. You know, mm-hmm. you know, 3M, yeah, they may, might need to be chided a little bit. Uh, GM, wow, both of the M companies uh, <laughs> need to be chided a little bit, you know. And, you know, it may be publicly shamed in the future after we're done with this, you know. Right. But right now where we're at is we're at a point where it's like, okay, let's get to the next stage. And I, I really think, you know, we really rely on media to give us a lot of what's going on out there in the world. And it sucks that they are so insistent on hanging their political correctness on top of everything. <laughs> Drives me nuts. Cause what happened over in uh, New York before this became a big issue? Uh, you're asking the wrong guy. Joshy boy, what happened over in New York um, in early March? In early March, I don't and, recall. So right. as, as it started spreading throughout the U.S., okay, in early March, before before like everywhere was put on 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 lockdown, essentially, you know, you know, Trump had issued the travel ban what late uh, from China late January, you know, Europe and that sometime in February. And people were like, oh, don't, you know, hug. people were getting concerned that people were going to associate Corona with uh, someone from China. And there was the, was it the Chinese New Year's, New New Year celebration going on in New York? And Cuomo and them was, was like, go out in public, go to your favorite restaurant, go to the parade, go hug someone from China. That's what he was telling people <laughs> that shortly afterwards. I'm not saying the go hug a Chinese person. I'm saying the go out, go to the parade, go hug everyone was bad advice for that time. Yeah. Yeah, Cause that just spread it. (laughs) Yeah. It, it, it spread it. And it, and this was at the time when people were already saying, Hey, people, we need to social distance. Nah, man, go hug your neighbor. 
Yeah. And more. So I'm, I mean, it, it just, mm. and what's funny is people, you know, back then were saying, Hey, you know, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about the Corona. Stop overblowing it. And now those same people are going, it's the end of the world as we know it. <laughs> it's the end of the world. And I feel fine. <laughs> and I feel fine. You know, wow. and, and now what was it? De Blasio, um, they're now wanting to impose like a $250 fine if you don't practice social distancing. So, wow. How do you monitor that? Wait, so if the police officer comes within six feet of me, then I get to find him. Nah, dude, you get fined. It won't work that way. You'll get fined. Mm-hmm. Um, so beyond just the police and that, they're gonna. There's talk about, and I don't. I don't know if this is confirmed yet, but they want to deputize any city employee mm-hmm. to be able to assess the fine. Wow. So I mean, you're you're not talking, you know, just your normal everyday people. You're talking, you know, as a policeman, you're talking just your normal everyday, you know, little old lady grandma. You know, you have people now and, and it's gotten such a bad. So uh, I, I follow some people on Twitter. I engage with Twitter and one of the people is talking about their neighbor's kid, their neighbor's kid. And this is like a small little town where they live at. Um, their neighbor's kid went over to play basketball with the other neighbor's kid. And they're not under like a quarantine, you know, social distancing thing in their in their state and county. A real small town and no one's infected there. Well, apparently some little old lady who lived down the street called the police on them. It's like, those two kids are playing. So now we got that going on as well. It's just like, oh, look, great. Yay. I can't wait. Right. (laughs) And then you have the one lady who wasn't practicing social distancing and somebody punched her and now she's dead. Oh, yeah, there's that, too. But you know that they're going to attribute that death to Corona. <laughs> corona did it. So, right. yeah, that's another conversation that's been happening uh, among some media pundits as well, is that if you have Corona, no matter how you die, they're attributing the death to Corona. That's stupid. So that's interesting. I want I would like to see the numbers, how those stack up. For real. You, that makes, you know, sense. now. Do I still think be careful? Yes. Yes. I just would like to see the actual numbers that like, you know, Joe Schmo had Corona, but also had a heart attack. Uh, that's a death due to Corona. So I, I would like to see those numbers, too. And you know what? We're not going to see those numbers for a long time because we have to get through this first before we can step back and analyze the data. Yeah, I just, I just make a vaccine already. Uh. 18 months. <laughs> man that that that's so no concerts for a whole year yep or or no allow like one month on one month off i guess i might be able to that's just gonna that. make it last forever and yep that it will it is because here's the thing until we have herd immunity and a sufficient amount just like you know every other disease out there mm-hmm. you know that you get a vaccine for it's going to keep coming back in waves and waves and waves and keep coming back to bite us and isolating us. Mm-hmm. Cause that's why we get vaccines is to protect those who can't 
due to their immune system being compromised. They're too old, too weak, too young, too frail. You know, that's a vaccine doesn't work for because there's always going to be people vaccines not going to work for, you know, so all that fun stuff. It's like, oh, great. Now, there's been a lot of doom and gloom here. <laughs> right. Um, I agree, Portos, a lot of doom and gloom. <laughs> <laughs> but there is some there's there's some good news, I guess you could say. You know, chloroquine they found has been kind of beneficial in people who are ill. So that's being tested out more widely, and the FDA has approved that for emergency use for, you know, Aaron's like laying on deathbed using a respirator and has pink foam coming out of his mouth. <laughs> you know why it'd be pink foam, right? No. Okay. If it's pink foam, uh, what would you think would be red and pink in your body? Blood. Yes. Uh. You'd have. Yeah. So one one of the things that again, this is for the ones who would get really, 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 really sick with this. Uh, it's like a it's a, it's a pneumonia, where essentially what happens is this virus causes the air sacs, you know, uh. to kind of where your your lungs start filling up with liquid, mm. and well, you can't breathe so they put you on a ventilator what does the ventilator do force the air forces the air with pressure into your lungs well here's here's the bad side about ventilators and this is why they try to use them as short a time as possible keeping your lungs inflated that long actually damages the little uh sacs in your lungs that absorb the oxygen Uh. and they have been seeing in some cases where they have these ventilators at max and even then, it like these people's lungs just continuously fill with liquid still. Mm. Oh, there's some more doom and gloom. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. But like I said, on the plus side, the chloroquine, uh, FDA has approved that for emergency use, as well as they're starting to conduct. Uh, notice I said starting, starting to conduct, um, you know, studies to see if it'll be of use. There's other scientists who are working on doing studies on using old vaccines for other viruses that they're saying might be useful to combat this virus. You know, not necessarily it'll protect you 100%, but it might give you some immunity to it. Some yeah, some defense. And then there's others, you know, who are working on things using um, the modified version of antibodies from SARS-V1, because this is SARS-V2 by the way, just FYI. Yeah. Um, but they're using modified antibodies from SARS-V1 and they're saying, huh, this seems to be having an effect. So they're doing a study on that as well to see if they can get that approved as well, especially for those who are ill. Uh, you have people who are getting over the virus, turning around and donating plasma and blood uh, for use so that their antibodies in their body can be used for others who are ill, especially you know, the critically ill people Mm -hmm. to help them out. You you have, as we mentioned, another article, as we mentioned, other podcast episodes, you know, people buying lunch and all that for the people coming together, rallying around their community. You have people putting on little car parades uh, for everyone. You have companies giving items and things away for free services away for free. You have, um, you know, teachers, this, I guess if you have a little kid, I guess, and they like their teacher still, you know, before they're a teenager, 
you know, teachers driving by in little car parades for their kids. <laughs> you know, yeah. the kids are sitting there waving, yay, hi, teacher. <laughs> <laughs> you know, again, before they hate their teachers. Right. <laughs> before they're a teenager, you know. <laughs> and they're doing all this. And it's like, this is good to see. Yeah. This is good to see uh, people taking care of one another again. Something you, we haven't seen in America in a long time because our individualistic society tends towards self-isolating and saying, nope, I'm taking care of myself. The rest of you screw you. Go away. Yeah. I'll get my own and you can figure out your own stuff. Right. So I'm just like, okay, awesome. And I'm grateful to see that happening again. I'm not grateful under the fact that it had to come <laughs> to how it came about, you know, <laughs> right? that it, it took something like this to um, awaken that, I guess, that that spirit of brotherhood, as they say, you know, between people that it took something like, you know, potentially killing up to 200,000 people, according to the latest models in the U.S. That's just in the U.S. Um, uh, you know, that it took something like that for people to realize the importance of what they have, who they have, who they know, who they love. Shows how much we just take stuff for granted and more. Mm-hmm. Right. And hopefully coming out of this, we don't take everything for granted. Hopefully coming out of this, we can realize here in America, we're, we're pretty, we're pretty rich, whether we realize it or not. And we oh, need yeah. to be grateful. And hopefully we learn how to weather storms like this better. I mean, all the people that were laughing at all the doomsday preppers, and I will admit I was one of those people as well. That's kind of, oh, you're a doomsday prepper. That's cute. That's nice. <laughs> you know, you know, I'm I, I'm kind of laughing at them and everything. And then guess guess who's all prepared for all this right now? <laughs> the doomsday preppers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. They're all prepared for this. They're all sitting there. And it's funny. Um, so I know I mentioned this guy's before on a previous episode, Tim Pool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he calls himself a milk, uh, milk toast fence sitter. Like he's so middle of the road, it's mundane and boring. <laughs> and uh, he's, I forget exactly his nationality, but he has some Asian in him. Uh, I forget exactly what it is. South Korean, maybe. I don't remember. Regardless of fact, you know, but you can tell. Uh, he, but he's like so middle of the road and he, he's kind of made fun of doomsday preppers before and all that. Uh, now what does he do? He has, a uh, affiliation, uh, and a deal with a meal prep service that will send you like a barrel with like two to four weeks of food in it. Oh, <laughs> you nice. know, and, he's, and he's like, yes, if you go and buy this, I will get some money from it. <laughs> so I just find, I just find it funny that he does that. <laughs> Not so goofy after all, is it? <laughs> well, and I think that's kind of, this has kind of awakened those, everyone's eyes to the fact that Maybe we do need to prep a little bit, not for a, a disaster like a doomsday prepper. Okay, you don't need five thousand bottles of hand sanitizer, no, you know? or or three all, cartons or three cartons of toilet paper. All the toilet paper in a grocery store. You know, it, it has not become the new currency of the U.S. Uh, in a way, it has, but it, it's not. You know, you don't need all that. But maybe it's good to have, you know, a week's worth of food and supplies on hand. 
that are specifically reserved for, hey, a tornado just took out all the stores in town. How am I going to survive for a week? Ta-da! I prepared. I'm not scared. Right. And that's that's why I think this is kind of maybe it's op- definitely opened my eyes to that. And I hope it's opened up other people's eyes to that, that yeah. maybe we need to prepare and be ready for the next thing. Um, and I hope it actually also prepares people financially to prepare because we're seeing all these people, you know, going out of work all of a sudden. Right. They're all like, yeah, I don't have to work. I'm not essential. And then they're like, oh, I can't pay rent. How am I going to pay buy food? You know, and I'm not downplaying or belittling them. They have those needs. They need to be able to do that. They need to be able to feed their kids and need to be able to feed their families and need a roof over their head. But hopefully maybe this will kind of like they're like, hey, maybe we should. Um, And I'm not going for like make a universal basic income and make everyone get $20 an hour. <laughs> but maybe on our own, as our own responsibility, we should be responsible Making sure we have a little something extra in the bank for the next time this happens. Oh, absolutely. It's so, always good to plan ahead and have a little bit of a cushion to fall on. But that's and hard we're not to talking do. about your butts. No. We're talking about some actual <laughs> money in the bank. Some ching cashola. Yep. But yeah, it, it is something that is important. I, th- I hope people maybe think about that a little bit more because... I can't think of any time in my life, and I'm older than both of you, where I would have to think of maybe I need to keep some supplies around for an emergency just in case. Mm-hmm. That's what Amy and I have thought about doing is, you know, having, you know, two cases of water downstairs and put a bunch of perishable foods and then probably have a propane tank or two, you know, just in case, you know, electricity and if, uh, if gas were to have an issue or something like that, we'd have some way to heat up some of the stuff and cook it. So, yeah, it, it's, you know, and that's the thing. It's like each of us would have to look at it like, how how can I prepare a little bit to make sure mm-hmm. safe in the future, regardless of what happens? Because if this was a, a apocalypse level disease, as I call it, disease X. You know, where essentially this was going to destroy pretty much life on Earth. I would not be prepared. I don't think any of us would be. No. Mm -hmm. And it's funny to watch as people's, how did did they put it? I think they called it, they said like social justice is luxury politics. They were saying one of the news articles I was reading. In other words, during the good times, the easy times. It's it's easy to say, you must call me ma'am, you know, and all that. (laughs) But during the hard, but during the times where there's any little struggle, all that goes out the window. It's easy to say, sir, I do not believe in guns. They should only be used for hunting. But then we look at the gun shops, which are running out of supplies. We look at the backlog in the federal gun um, background check system, which is just clogged up right now because people are buying guns left and right for self-defense right. all of a sudden not hunting yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what was that i was talking to somebody and he had gone to a a place down in illinois and he was talking to one of the salesmen and he says you know it's 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 quite funny he says what do you mean he says um you know how many people are you know anti-gun yet 
we are finding more and more of those people coming in to buy guns because, you know, when they feel like they have this luxury, luxury of protection, you know, they, they're against it. But as soon as they realize, hey, you know, the government could take over or, you know, it could collapse and we have to defend our, for, for ourselves, a gun is something that it wouldn't be a bad idea having. So he thought it was just hilarious because it's it's just 180 flip for so many people. And he says, you'd be surprised at how many people come in and you ha you have conservatives. They're like, oh, yeah, I need a gun. What do I need? And then you have people that come in who are more liberal and they're like, I, I just need a gun. You know, they're, they're almost more frantic. Um. And he says one of the things they do is they keep politics out and they just do business. But he says they they read the body language of those people coming in to buy a gun, and he's he's he just finds it funny, you know. I mean, I do too. Because once once this all, you know, is said and done, you know, we sit there and go, okay, so how many uh, do a poll and how many liberals bought a gun during this time period? You know, if it was a, if it was an anonymous a um. Uh, an anonymous poll, all you had to do is say where you were politically and stuff like that. That'd be funny. It'd be funny to see how many how many liberals actually bought a gun. Uh, I'm sure quite a bit. <laughs> so well, this might change the political landscape a little bit, too, when people realize that government can't be there to protect you from every little thing. So we'll see what happens. This is going to be an interesting world that we see coming after this. Oh, yeah, well, it's going to be a good year for you. And see, the pessimist of me says, I wonder how many, you know, not, or I'm not talking about businesses at this point. I'm not talking about people dying, but how many like artists are going to have to quit because they're not getting their money from their tours, whereas where they get most of their money from. Right. Yeah. Not being able to do shows. I mean, the biggest thing they can do is sell merch, but then. Right. But if people are unemployed, they don't have money to buy merch. Be able to buy merch. You know? you know, the bigger bands are going to be fine, but it's oh, those yeah. smaller indie bands that made people enjoy that they might, die out. they might have issues. So, like I said, it's going to be an interesting world that we step into once Corona is done. Yeah. It's crazy. So, I mean, we're not going to have all the figures and facts about Corona probably for like three, four years after, after that happens, we have uh, a vaccine no. because it's going to take time to go back through all the data, make sure it's correct. And, you know, right now analyzing data or getting a cure, which is better, you know, which, which should we be focusing most of our time on uh -huh. analyzing the data, right? Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, so, one final question for you, A.A. Ron. Oh, no. And one final question for you, Josh, since mm -hmm. he doesn't have an extra letter in front of him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, what, and each of you think individually, and I'll have uh, whoever wants to go first, you go first. What is your message of hope for people during these times? Ooh, man. It's funny. I was talking to 
mom and pop. Uh, when some of this stuff was starting to kind of pick up. And so one of my friends had offered me to stay at his place during this whole thing to wait until it panned out and whatnot. And cause he's like, if you, you were to ever catch it and then bring it home to your mom and dad, I mean, they're in the age raid and range stuff older and probably more likely to pass away and, and get really sick from it. Mm-hmm. So I had talked to that about, with my, 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 my daddy and he's like, honestly, he's like, we don't really care. We're not scared of the whole thing. I guess that's not that they're, they're not scared of getting it, but it's just, I mean, for us as Christians, I mean, for us in a sense, for us to die is gain. Cause it's like, this isn't our final destination that no matter how good or bad this life can be i mean we've got Mm -hmm. something that we're looking forward to next and like we could have i mean what i mean i could be living in some mansion in the hills and having everything at my availability and i could lose all that go to heaven and it'd still be i i can't even really describe how much better it would be i mean this has no comparison to what heaven has in store for us so i mean that's I <laughs> that's one big hope is to know that you know what this only lasts for a little while a lifetime which will go by a lot quicker than some will ever imagine I guess like unfortunately we don't all get blessed with a long time here some of us are have a shorter lifespan here mm-hmm. but I mean with you know for me, it's Christ as my savior and stuff like that. It's like, I know where I have next to go. So with that in mind, I'm not too terrified about what happens now and with this whole thing. Do I go out and just live life as normal and be like, well, if it gets me, it just gets me, then I don't care. Like, no, I'll still try and do what I can to stay alive. I'm not, I don't have a death wish, but it's, you know, it's, that thing for me is comforting to know mm-hmm. that's what I have looking up. That's what I have coming next. <laughs> if anything were to go south. So, I mean, that's honestly, that's my biggest source of hope throughout all of this. And nah, yeah, that's, that's about it. Really. Joshy boy, you, um, I probably have to say, <sighs> Uh, a yawn is not encouragement. <laughs> oh, I think it is. <laughs> so a nap is hopeful. <laughs> All right. So if you just listen, you know, stayed in home, this can help pass by faster. Um, try to keep your hands clean. Keep you, um, try not to touch your face. You know, you do all the basic things. The basic, basic things not to, um, oh, to avoid getting sick, um, and uh, just that alone can help it help the whole process speed up. Um, but otherwise, rather than that, I mean, take advantage of this time to to look at your family, to be with your family. And if you don't have a family, use this. Uh, take this time to um, try try to connect with people because I mean, social media is still open. 
And I'm not a big fan of social media just because of all the trouble it creates and stuff like that. But at this point in time, I mean, you are looking. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. At this point in time, you, you are looking at this is this is where social media can really allow people to connect and really allow people to bring at ease. Um, uh, and maybe it's reconnecting with someone you haven't talked to in a few years or or maybe it's checking in on someone. Um, and uh, what was it? One, one of my coworkers, they, uh, their grandma's in a nursing home and they set grandma up with her iPad and they know how to um, uh, do video chat. So the, the granddaughter and the grandmother are able to chit chat and stay in touch. And so we can find new ways to interact and new ways to um, talk to people. And it, this is, this is a change. This is a change that we're going to have to get used to. This is a change that's going to not say it become the new normal, but we're going to have to start planning on, you know, hey, you know, we have technology up the wall, but, you know, are we ready for a disease? And so there's going to be changes. So ultimately the hopes, I, I, the hope to me is going to come from when people sit there and remind each other what we need to do to keep it from spreading. And um, reach out to one another and um, show love to one another. And ultimately, um, yeah, just just care for others, but also make sure you care for yourself. So being Christ-like, you know, but not being Christ-like to the point where you're spreading the virus. Um, but, you know, if, uh, if somebody, if you know a family doesn't have money, or they're running low on money, and you have an abundance of money, maybe it's, you know, through a PayPal account, sending them some money so they can buy some food. Or maybe it's buying one of those food delivery services and uh, paying for their meals for a week. Um, you know, th there are plenty of ways that we can reach out and love people without actually having to touch them or, or directly touch something that they're, that they're going to use. Um, but at the same time, too, you know, for those of you who have faith and 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 believe he's died for us, we we ultimately have nothing to worry about. Um, but what we should worry about, those of us that know, uh, or or at least hope that you're going to heaven, is we should we should make sure that even though we know where we're going, we don't know where someone else is going to go. So we need to be practicing all the safe practices to try to keep the virus from spreading. We also need to be reaching out and being Christ-like and showing the love of what uh, uh, Jesus did, um, but but acknowledging the fact that we we have a we have a barrier, um, and we are we are not immune. So therefore, solely you know with our soul we are immune to the virus, but physically we are not. And by trying to make sure that we um, uh, do the safe practices. It allows us more opportunities to to show Christ's love and to 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 speak His truth and to hopefully bring more people to the family of Christ. Um, so, yeah, that's that's it's my little spiel and spiel of hope. Your spiel of hope. Okay. Uh, what I would say is this. Did you just say take it away? Yeah. Is that what you said? 
be concerned, but not anxious. For what good does being anxious do for any of us? Now, when I say that, I'm not saying go out into a dandelion cloud of Corona and, you know, roll around it and inhale it and, you know, stuff it under your arms and in your nose. (laughs) Be concerned. Know what's going on. Keep up on the news, but don't ingest it so much that it's the only thing you read. Because if you look at if you look at the news, it's very right now negative. Stock market's crashing. It's all Trump's fault. It's all this person's fault. Uh, these people died. These people are affected. The world's going to end. Sorry, but the world's not going to end with Corona. Nope. People may think that, but mm, sorry. Not happening. And it's not going to be Planet X either. Sorry. <laughs> you know, and maybe, like I said earlier, take this time to learn. Uh, someone I know is doing a challenge where it's called like punch procrastination in the face. Take one project, 10 minutes a day, do it for the month of April. You know, you got time. Uh, cause if you're not working, well, you got a lot of time to learn some things. And there's a lot of companies. Like if you're working in technology, uh, Pluralsight, HPE, they have offered all their training courses for free for the month. Uh, zoom is offering free stuff. So that way you can go on there and meet with people digitally that you might not be able to, you know, on the phone. So you have a grandma or you have uh, some aunts, uncles, whatever you can meet. And guess what? You can do it with a webcam. They're real nice, real easy. Just make sure you don't zoom bomb someone. Uh, Pay attention. Listen to the music you enjoy. Do something to de-stress. Take a walk around the neighborhood. Don't call people, the police on people who are taking walks around the neighborhood. I know people are doing that. Don't be that idiot. But take the time to do something every day as well. Because if you stay just cooped up in your house, practice social distancing, but go outside for a walk around the block. Take your dog for a walk. You know, don't don't walk your grandma because you, unless she lives with you. And then, you know, but be mindful about what's going on. And being mindful means being in the present. It doesn't mean worrying about the future. The future has its own worries. And we can't control those at this point. We can only worry about what is going on in the here and now. What can I control? Mm. At the same time, be hopeful. This too shall pass. This is a season. Now, where that season lasts 18 months, 24 months, or you know, 10 years, it's a season. It will pass eventually. But for those of us living in America, where we're used to being able to do what we want, when we want, however we want, this is a little glimpse into life of maybe some oppressive regimes. Now, I'm not saying the government is being repressive in this regard. I'm just saying in order to combat the spread, we have to do some things that we normally don't do and we normally don't like. Just the way it is. You know, I'm not at the point where saying the government is causing issues. I think right now, for the most part, everything that's been asked has been pretty for the most part, pretty reasonable. But we have to find a way because right now people are freaking out over the number of people dead. And I'm not downplaying it. We have over 8,000 in the U.S. last I checked just uh, about a half hour ago. Uh, that number is going to be growing every few minutes, to be honest. And it's only going to accelerate because of the fact that the virus takes at least typically two weeks of incubation before 
symptoms appear. And maybe symptoms don't even appear for some people. But we're going to see in the next couple of weeks a massive surge of those reported as infected and those who have died from this. And it's not because the world is ending. It's because we got a new disease out there. It's because we got something that is spreading that we have no, no immunity to. And unfortunately, people are going to try to take advantage of this time and be cautious. Be cautious, especially for your elderly family, maybe those who aren't aware of technology. Unfortunately, there are scammers out there already trying to take advantage of the corona epidemic. And people are falling for the scams and sending money to scammers. Be careful. Be careful of the fake news. It is unfortunately out there as well. You will see it left and right. Check before you freak out. And if you're on the verge of freaking out, call someone you know. FaceTime them. Uh, whatever video chat software you want to use. There are a plethora of ways to connect with people digitally. And right now, that might be the most important thing to do is connect with others while you try to isolate at the same time. Because even while we have to isolate socially, distance-wise, physically, location, that does not mean that we need to isolate socially, emotionally, and spiritually, regardless of what religion you believe or don't believe in. You know, I've made comments before, you know, there's atheist church. I don't get it. Well, even if you're atheist, guess what? I'm sure there's an atheist church online holding a service for you. And if that's not your cup of tea, then that's not your cup of tea. That's fine. But find an online community during this time. Reach out for resources during this time and don't be ashamed to ask for help. Because right now, during this time, no one should be ashamed to ask for help because we're all going through the same thing together. And right now, it all kind of sucks for all of us. But together, we will get through it. Together, we'll come out of this stronger on the other end.